welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. This is our, uh, let's just say, free agency mini recap, mini preview and also a bit of a recap of all the news around the league. I'm your host, Liam, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Patrick. Patrick, mate, how are you doing on what's probably going to be one of the fun, most fun slash busiest weeks in the NFL calendar this week? Yeah, yeah, good. Already had some interesting stuff over the weekend, don't we? So, yeah, it's an uh, exciting time, definitely. Yeah, I did laugh when I see the teams desperately trying to... Uh, to sign some of their free agents before <laughs> before Monday, like the Giants, Sterling Shepard, for example. Uh, I was reading it, being like, okay, that's like pure desperation, isn't it? There? It's like, right, we need to just get something done before Monday. So we're gonna pick we're gonna pick him. He's had an injury. He should be cheaper than everyone else. <laughs> so we'll get one of our wide receiver backs. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I think today it's five o'clock our time that it opens up, and then on Wednesday the signings can become official at five o'clock on Wednesday. So. Um, it should be uh, should be a busy week, but since we last recorded, there's been loads of news, so we're going to start with a bit of a, a news roundup before we go into some free agency fits. Uh, and let's start with, I guess, the most recent one in terms of trades. Um, Jalen Ramsey got traded from the Rams to the Dolphins. What was your initial thoughts when you saw the trade? Because the conversation was only a third-round pick, and then uh, was it Hunter Long, the tight end as well, who was, I think, drafted in the fourth or fifth round, so not a very well-known uh, NFL player, obviously. Um I think a lot of people on my timeline that are maybe the more casual fan was like, that's a steal. And then the people that kind of followed the cap a little bit was like, yeah, the Rams that you had no option. Ramsey had only played for the Dolphins. He only wanted to go to Miami and he kind of had them over a barrel. So where do you sit on, on what they got from? Yeah, third round. Um, got him off the books. Would you say that Ramsey has probably peaked as a player as well? And mate, while he's still obviously one of the best in the league. He may be on a downward trend. Getting a third round for him, it's not great. I think, like you said, the casual fan sees that as that's a great steal for the Dolphins. And it very well may be. You know, it kind of feels like the Dolphins are going half all in. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like they're going as much in as you can do with what they've got a quarterback. And So, yeah, interesting for the Dolphins. But like you said, he, he was always going to be on the move this this soft season, but he only wanted to play for Miami. So it was kind of like <laughs> the compensation really was never going to get high, was it? So, it no. was, yeah, interesting move. Good move good move for him. I think Miami are definitely in kind of win-now mode. But, yeah, we'll yeah. see whether that translates to win-now. Yeah, he obviously gets the, I don't know what, I don't think LA is um, income tax-free because obviously that would be probably a bad move on that city's part. But <laughs> Miami obviously is... Uh, income tax free. So he gets that. And then also they um when they made the trade, they fully guaranteed the rest of his deal. So I think he had something like nineteen point eight million dollars guaranteed no matter what. And they've kind of made the whole contract guaranteed. So I think he's basically playing for like two years, forty two million now. Um so he also manages to get more money out of the deal, which is probably another reason why they didn't pay very much because they knew that the minute he signs they're gonna have to whack him X amount of money in escrow just to cover the rest of his deal. Um, so there's probably a little bit of that to it. And then alongside it as well, they also picked up two as option. Uh, I think it's his fifth year option. It was something like £24.4 million. Dollars. Um, what were your initial thoughts on that? Because I was surprised they did it, to be honest. And then to make this trade, I know that he, he may never get paid, or if he does get paid, it will be in basically a year and a half's time when the money actually starts to matter. But um, to add that much money again, after you've added Tyreek Hill, the most paid player, obviously Bradley Chubb got a new deal. And then you do the fifth year option. It almost feels like, if it doesn't go right this year, they have to go rookie QB just to kind of keep this team together or they're going in for two-year window. So I'm not sure, but for me, I was surprised to see them pick up the option just because of his health. 
Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Just and I also we we spoke about it several times. I still don't feel like we fully know. Even after we're three seasons, we fully know who Tua is as an NFL quarterback. So it's yeah, I was slightly surprised, but they've definitely picked up this window now. And I think if it doesn't work, then like you said, it's going to be it's got to be Rocky QB then hasn't it? Uh, otherwise, you're just blowing the whole thing up again and then you're going back to kind of the Dolphins of the last 20 years where they always seem to be kind of rebuilding or on the cusp of something. Yeah, true. Uh, where, where do you think they sit in the division now? Also, they've got Buffalo there who we'll talk about it maybe throughout the week when we do free agency pods, but they're probably going to lose a few people. Um, we'll talk about someone that they kept later on, but they're going to lose a few players. Obviously, Josh Allen was injured towards the end of last year. He probably bounces back, has a stronger year than he ended last year. The Patriots have got a bit of money to spend. It's not clear where they're going to go. Uh, and then, obviously, the Jets could get one of the best quarterbacks in the league, we think, soon in, in a trade. So, where did Miami sit kind of in their own division? That would be my worry <laughs> if I was their fan. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, obviously, we know about Buffalo. If, if Allen has a strong bounce-back season that you would... You know, around the league that you would hope he does. He played slightly better than he did last year. You would expect them to get up to 12. Just kind of 12 kind of wins with the, the cast that they've got. I can't see them making any huge moves this offseason. But obviously, you never know. But it's the Jets, isn't it? If the, if the Jets get Rodgers, then kind of all bets are off. That's still a division. And can you see the Dolphins challenging? I'm sure they'll challenge for the uh, division title. But... You wouldn't say that there was an outright favourite at all, would you? And I don't think they'd even ever reach a favourite this off season. So yeah, it's a tough division, tough conference, isn't it? Yeah. To be, to be, <laughs> you have to load up really, don't you, just to be able to compete? So yeah, that, that that's the difficult part. Uh, there's a lot of, especially with the Chiefs fan, from a lot of Chiefs fans, when teams make these moves, they get mocked a lot. It's like similar to last year, you know, with all the AFC West teams spending more money than any division's ever spent just to lose the division. A lot of people are like, oh, they're spending all this money to beat the Chiefs. And I'm kind of like, oh, you kind of have to, and you almost have to do this to even win one playoff game because <laughs> the team you're going to play in the playoffs, unless there's some potluck, I, I guess, that even like last year, the, every single game in the AFC playoffs, if the quarterbacks were healthy, they'd been very, very good games. So I do feel like, you kind of have to do this, even if you just want to win one round. Because yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, yeah. The whole conference is uh, is so strong, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's difficult. It's not all on the QB, but I think between QB and offensive line, my issue is if the Rogers goes to the Jets, they sign one or two offensive linemen, like the rumors are that that's what they'll do, just because they want to protect him if, if they trade for him. Then when they play each other, I'll be probably picking Rogers over Tua, and obviously when they play the Bills, I'll probably pick Allen over them. And I know it's not all down to the quarterback, but in the big moments, in the biggest games, it often does come down to that. Um, so I'm a little bit worried if I was a Miami fan that we've gone two in. I think this trade is actually better than the Chubb one. I know we both said it, didn't we, last season. That Chubb one felt like a bit of a panic trade because they were like, oh, my God, we're way better than we thought. We're, we're leading the division after 13 weeks or whatever it was, 10 weeks. Let's just make a trade and get an edge rusher in. And then he had no, I think he had one sack and Jalen Phillips outplayed him. And I thought well, Jalen Phillips looked great. So I think they almost probably want that one back. And then they'd wish their owner probably didn't collude. So they could have a couple of first round picks to pick some younger players. But um, yeah, I think this yeah, trade is better now, than that. that. That is a really, really big issue now, isn't it? This season. Yeah. They're really fun to add at least one first round pick on a great contract. 
Well, think about it. If they didn't do that trade, they'd have and that had that issue with the the league. They'd have had two first round picks in this year's draft. They could have gone up for a QB, or if they didn't want a QB and they were like, no, we love to, uh, we want an edge rusher. You get plenty of edge rushers with those first round picks, and also the free agency pool is not terrible for pass rushers. You've also got a couple of defensive tackles. Darius Smith might get cut. Um, you've got Allen from um, the Cardinals. So, do you know what I mean? Like, and then none of them are quite as good as Chubb. But you could have got Jalen Ramsey. That could have been your big trade on defense. And then you could have gone with draft picks because they'd have had an extra first, two first and a third pick they could have played with. Um, but yeah, that, that's my issue for them. That they are very stark. They're like the new Rams, aren't they? Basically, <laughs> when it comes to the yeah, they are. Yeah. And when will they replace their golf, which is Tua? Unfortunately, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, what about from a quick one from a Rams perspective? Um, with the fact he agreed that new contract and it left them with no dead cap hit, it feels like this is just a pure salary dump. Um, they have got below the cap now. There's rumours of Stafford. Then there's other kind of articles saying that he's not he's not up for trade. They're obviously saying they want to build around Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald, two players that are injured, um, who have been injured, sorry, last season, and are getting on a little bit. And one of them's already spoke about retirement two years in a row. So are they going to absolutely destroy this down and, and maybe they're playing their cards close to their chest and we, we could see a Stafford trade and a Donald retirement? Or do you think they're done now and that's it? They're just going to do like a mini rebuild and spend some money? Because they've got a little bit of money for the first time in a while now to spend in free agency on some some offensive linemen if they feel like they need to. Yeah, and, and I would have said, I think that's the way that they'll go because obviously they have still got a few, few good pieces, like cornerstone pieces. But then the Stafford rumours came around from last week and that really like confused me as in how I think about the Rams now so it's I mean if you trade Stafford then you, you're gonna really bottom out aren't you yeah this season so yeah it's Who, the problem is you can't this year the QB class is so strong or perceived to be so strong as well I don't think you can like trade him to anyone and then go QB you know like go like oh we'll just go for a youngster see if he's any good like you're gonna have to go for like a third rounder like with that Dolphins pick, do you know what I mean? So if you trade him, I don't know who's going to play quarterback because there's rumours of of Mayfield going elsewhere. And obviously, I'm not saying he would be the answer. Me and you aren't big big fans of him, but obviously they like him because they brought him in and he started all those games for them. But he's going to go elsewhere, probably. It looks like. So if you do trade Stafford, that feels like a proper rebuild. Then you know you're you know you're I'm playing a QB that shouldn't be a starter in the NFL, and I'm probably going to lose 14 games, which would be the first time McVeigh's ever done that in his whole career. Yeah, for sure. I mean, tricky space because I mean, we're, who? What is the market right now for Stafford as well? Like you said, I, I with, the, with the quarterback market being so strong this summer. Yeah, I just don't know who would even want him. Yeah, like, not because not he's not good. He is better than some of the starters for sure. But there's the, the, there's a the market, but b like we spoke about last season, there was rumours of retirement, wasn't there? Because of a is it his neck injury? Yeah. Um, and his wife has obviously spoken about like not. Re- He's not going to retire, but she's also spoken about before this about concussions as well that he's had. And it's a little bit like, I don't know what team would want. The only one I could think of, which I just don't know, will they do it again, is Washington. That, that's the only one I could think of, unless the Colts miss out and it goes QB, one, two, three. They get the best player on the, the board at four, like whichever defender you think is the best player, Anderson or, or Carter. Um, and then they trade like a second or third round pick for Stafford for like a two years because I'd say he's probably the best QB they've had since luck if they do that but he's injury prone so if he gets injured again the Colts are just back in the same position they've been in yeah they really are I mean, 
not good for the Colts going yeah. retooling again with another veteran, is it? So it, yeah, it's a tricky situation for Stafford. It, you can't see him and Donald kind of hanging around in the league for too much longer. There's kind of yeah. too much talk around it, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Yeah, and, I, and it's weird now because McVeigh was all about rumours of retirement, wasn't there? And that he'll go as long as these players go. And then now it came out yesterday in this press conference that he said that he wants to coach for a long time. And I'm just like, there's certain, not that it seems wrong, like they've fallen out, but it seems like I don't think the Rams know what's going on, you know? And they're kind of waiting for like Stafford to say, right, I'm going to retire or I'm going to stay. Or they're waiting for Donald to see how much all these defensive tackles get paid <laughs> this summer. And then him go, oh, you know what? You've given me my deal. I'll just take my money. I'm just going to go. But yeah, we'll see. But yeah, interesting trade. I think Jalen Ramsey uh, did a very, very fun, funny tweet yesterday. And um, Tyree Kill quote tweeted it and said, you better not tackle me like you did in the Pro Bowl or else we'll be fighting. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, yeah. Which I found quite funny for a flag football game. Um, next one then, we have probably one of the biggest trades I think I've seen that doesn't involve a quarterback, a veteran quarterback, um, probably in a long, long time, to be honest. So the Carolina Panthers, mate, are now are picking number one. They're on the clock officially. Uh, they have traded pick number nine this year. Um, pick number, sorry, yeah, first next year, a second next year, a second the year after, uh, and a second, oh, sorry, and DJ Moore as well, which was the part to me that didn't didn't make sense. And I guess first question is on the face of it when you saw it, did you were you surprised how much they got? And then I've seen a lot of people talking about DJ Moore. I think the fact that Hollywood Brown and AJ Brown got first round picks, I think he probably sits somewhere between those two players. He's much better than Hollywood, but he's not as good as probably not as good as AJ Brown. I think he is also a first round pick for me. So when you look at it, I think that's three first round picks and two seconds. When you've already got a QB that you like, um, just because you want, lost one game and the Texans managed to have one random drive <laughs> because Lovey Smith hated his employer, employer. So for me, I think it's a great trade. But what were your thoughts on how much DJ Moore's worth and were you surprised when you saw how much they got? I wasn't surprised, but the biggest, obviously, surprise element was adding in DJ Moore, who is probably a back end of a worth a first round, isn't he? Like yeah. you just said there. So it was like, for me, that's a great get for the Bears. Because obviously you could say you're going to get a 25 pick in that. Obviously nothing's guaranteed with any player, even DJ Moore. But, you know, but you're adding in someone who's kind of established on a decent contract in the NFL already. And I mean, what's not to love about that trade for Chicago? No, no, it's amazing. It's one of the best I've seen, I think, especially from someone who's so young from a GM perspective. Yeah, for sure. I think the adding of, you know, they could have added a 25 um, first rounder as well, and you'd have said, that's a great haul of assets, you know, see what you can turn it into. But the fact that you've already kind of got this first round pick as DJ Moore, I mean, for me, that's absolutely amazing. And the Bears yeah. have improved vastly, and they still get to pick. Now they get to pick the best player on their board at nine. Won't they? Whereas, you know, before, yeah, before they had to think about, oh crap, we don't want a QB. Yeah, <laughs> Let's exactly. the board's a QB. What do we do? <laughs> yeah. So now, um, yeah, I think the Bears have done done absolutely amazing, amazing haul of assets, really. There, because you've got obviously future picks, and I mean next year's. Let's be honest. How good are Carolina going to be? I'm, the answer to that is probably not very. Yeah, this I think season. next year's picks going to be very high. I like, top six or seven, I would say. Yeah, do you I mean you getting a top six or seven pick as long as and then alongside your own pick next year is another great and then if Fields is not working out, you've already got two picks there to start moving up, haven't you? So it's yeah, it's that for me that sets Chicago up uh, really, really well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think I'm a bit of a Fields fan. 
and there's some people in like the um, four ten yards group chat maybe that aren't quite as big fans, but I think that my view is even if you decide after this year, okay, again he's running all over the place, he's taking a few less sacks, but the passing is not quite what we want it to be for our our offense. Let's go for a rookie. Next year's class has got two, maybe three, really good ones. Then I think he will not be bad enough for you not to trade him. You know what I mean? He will not be like I can't even say Wentz level because Wentz got really bad, and they still got a first round pick for him. <laughs> so I think my view is maybe teams might have learned a little bit from that. And I think worst case, if he's not a disaster or doesn't have like a horrific injury, which Touchwood he doesn't, I think you get a second round pick for Fields. So you'd add another pick then, just to add if you want to move up or down in the draft. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, exactly. I completely agree. Uh, and in terms of DJ Moore, he tweeted, like, thanks to Carolina, but he also looks quite buzzing <laughs> to actually play. Like, again, some people don't think Fields is a very good passer, but it's definitely the best quarterback that he's ever played with in terms of... I know he played with Cam, but Cam was very much done by the time that, that he came around. Um, his cap hit for this year is 20.1 million. So, good amount for a wide receiver, like, top 11, I think. I think he's 11th from wide receiver cap hit for this year. Oh, no, sorry, he's 9th for this year. But then... Because of the trade, obviously, and that they have to keep some of the money in Carolina that are guaranteed at signing, his cap hit next year is 16 million. <laughs> and then 2025, where you imagine the receiving market's going to be even crazier, it's also 16.5 million. So after this season, where they've got the most cap space in the league, they've still got 10 more million more than anyone else now after this trade. They've got DJ Moore on basically a two year, $33 million deal, which is absolutely crazy. But Tyree Kill that year is going to be paid 39.8 million. <laughs> DJ Moore is going to be paid less for. For two seasons, so I think that's perfect because it gives you a chance to to, to see if Fields is good. Um, what are your views on Moore, Claypool, and and Mooney? Is that enough, or do you think if you were them, I think um, Mooney's a free agent next year, could they maybe move one of them on to then draft a receiver to try and get someone to pair with Fields long term? Because I think Claypool was very disappointing last year. Moore's good, but I just wonder, do they see that they need to upgrade again, or do you think that that three is good enough to no, see? No, I mean Fields Claypool. The trade actually looks bad now, doesn't it? <laughs> it looks awful with this DJ Moore bit, doesn't it? I don't yeah, know. It, it does. Yeah, it looks really bad. I, no, I think you can add. I think you add one more in there. Is it too high at nine this year to draft a wide receiver? It's tricky. Can you perhaps skittle down a couple of places? I'm not sure, or maybe you just pick your guy. I mean, it looks like it probably would be Smith and Jigba, wouldn't it? If you're going to go anyone, but uh, I'm not sure at nine. But there are also some solid. There's nothing flashy in the wide receiver market, but there are some solid players in there that would could play in the slot and I think would be much more productive for them. So, yeah, I think they can add one or two pieces. I also just think that they're sat there now waiting for the um, Adam Schefter tweet about Rogers going to the Jets. And then I think that and then it'd be fully Bears season in the <laughs> uh, NFC North. I think that would be... Uh, Sorry, sorry, for Ryan Poles. Yeah, yeah. I know the Lions are everyone's pick and we'll, we'll have to see how the offseason goes, but I could see one of us having some crazy Bears selection next year. Probably likely to be me, which is going to be fun. But, um, but yeah, we'll see. I think this is, uh, is an amazing trade for them. They've got loads of assets. And like you said, they've got three picks now between picks number 57 and 70. So they've got, that'll be the area then where it's like, okay, what do we need? We, you're probably not going to get a flashy player there. You're not going to get a flashy edge rusher, but right, we can get a good defensive tackle. We can get a good slot corner. We can add a maybe a slot receiver, like you said, that's left if they don't want to go one in the first round. So that should help. But yeah, I agree. The Claypool trade looks even worse now because you basically said that DJ Moore is worth the 31st pick in the draft. And he is one of the top 10 
15 receivers for me. And then Claypool got picked 32 <laughs> or 33. I guess 32 this year. But um, So, yeah, I just think that trade looks worse. And uh, I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about how good these weapons were. And one of the coasts were arguing that they were really good and one was saying they weren't. And the one who said they weren't was saying something like, I think it was in the last three games, over 70% of Claypool's touches were just jet sweeps. <laughs> so wow. he just didn't he just didn't catch a pass. And then the guy was like, okay, he should improve this year. And the guy responded saying, yeah, and the other 30% all catches within three yards of the line of scrimmage. And I was like, oh, wow, that's just swing passes. Um, so, yeah, that might be one of the worst trades, but um, he's kind of redeemed himself over this trade. Um, what about it from a, a Carolina perspective? Obviously, the trade was made, um, and the odds for CJ Stroud to go number one basically went from five to one all the way down to minus 350, which is basically a one to three, if you follow it from an English odds perspective. It seems like he's their guy. Did they make the right move? It seems like obviously this was a good year to do it. Um, and do you kind of take any credence in the stories that they could trade back now to number two to recoup some assets? Because I just think that's just stupid now. If it, I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, that was that, that number one. That was absolutely ridiculous when I saw that. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? One thing that I would say is, is this is my immediate thought, right? Over the last eight games of the season, the Panthers went five and three i went back and looked at it because i remember us saying you know because obviously the, the the south was just a joke wasn't it and <laughs> yeah. any of the teams could have won the division and the panthers finished so strong and now you look back and you think you've traded all of that to get up there you know if you could have just <laughs> lost <laughs> one or two of those close games you'd have probably been in pick five and you probably wouldn't have had to give up dj more so it's yeah, it's just the difference in between that, isn't it? Or you know, you keep a keep an extra second round pick somewhere. So whether it's good for them, I'm not sure. It looks like it's going to be Stroud, doesn't it? Um, I, I I can't really make my mind up on kind of what I would do for them, but yeah, I think I, I think Stroud. Yeah. Okay. The problem is, I'm so against Will Levis, <laughs> which is probably going to be a bit of a draft theme throughout our whole podcast. That, um, and there was just rumours that obviously Frank Wright likes massive quarterbacks, of which Levis is huge. Um, so I'm quite glad the rumours came out straight away that they love CJ Stroud. Because I'm like, okay, I think that actually helps. My, my issue with them is they should go for the ceiling because they want to win a Super Bowl. That's the whole goal for everyone. But when you've had a team this bad for so long and you're the owner who spent this much money and they've just hired the most expensive coaching staff in the league outside of Denver, it's almost like, okay, CJ Stroud could be the best of the bunch forever, definitely. But he's probably also the safest pick right now. <laughs> I'm not saying you should always think like that, but in my head, the fact that you could have both from him is a positive just because they, they don't want a young... If they go Richardson, they're going to be bad for like at least one year if not two, like really, really bad. And then they give the Bears like the best trade ever. <laughs> so that's kind of my, my worry if I was them. Whereas if CJ Stroud's there, he could easily win them five games and make that pick go from like pick number two to pick number 11 in the draft. You know what I mean? I think like he he's that capable of coming in right away and running an NFL offense. I think that's probably the, the difference. Yeah, I mean, you talk about Anthony Richardson there. I mean, that now Carolina, I mean, if you if you draft him, like number one, the highest ceiling. I mean, I think everybody would agree with that. I mean, he's absolutely ridiculous at the combine and just just what he flashed with Florida as well. But really, he shouldn't play this season. Yeah, so you'd have to have a veteran play again, and maybe, maybe that means the Bears pick's not as bad. But yeah, maybe still it's another they're... year with no rookie playing. You're like, oh, because we have to go veteran again. I know the idea is we know we're going rookie next year, but 
the fact it's a veteran again would just be like, oh, this is disappointing. And the fact that you've had to move up and give all those assets and then the immediate season following doing that is having a, a, a Sam Darnold equivalent while you're the guy that you went right up for is going to be sat on the bench because that's the best thing for him for a year and maybe a year. He's a tough sell, isn't it, for, for yeah. a start? But, yeah, interesting. I, I'd imagine it's going to be CJ Stroud. Too. Yeah, I'd imagine it. And um, anyone doesn't know, Josh McCowan is their new QB coach. Uh, until he got hired, he was working for Underdog Fantasy, who are a really, really good website, and they've got um really good YouTube channel. And they were doing QB breakdowns. So there's actually videos of the QB coach as a team with the first pick talking about every quarterback, apart from Anthony Richardson, because he got hired too late. Do you know, uh, sorry, too early. So once they hired him, obviously he's not allowed to do that anymore. So he hasn't done one about Richardson. But when you watch them, he absolutely loves CJ Stroud. He absolutely loves him. And he was talking about it in the video. He was like, oh, yeah, that's a quarterback that Frank Reich would absolutely love. That's a quarterback that Josh Daniels would actually love. And like you mentioned those two specifically. And I was like, okay. And then he gets hired by, by Frank Reich. And then also the funniest part is if you watch the Will Levis video, he obviously doesn't quite know he's getting hired somewhere, but thinks there's a chance. He tries not to be too scathing. But he basically spends 33 minutes absolutely slating Will Levis, <laughs> which, I found, which I found hilarious. So I do think that he probably wouldn't take that job if the Panthers said that we're going to be drafting Will Levis. So I do feel like it's going to be one one of the other three. But um, yeah, unfortunately, if you're a betting person, you can't bet on CJ Stroud now because the odds are absolutely uh, absolutely terrible. Um, last question on the Panthers. What are they going to do at wide receiver? And, uh, <laughs> their, their GM basically stood up at the podium and said, "We've sort of, this is quite brave thinking, by the way. We've sorted the defensive line. We've got the secondary we need. We've got a great offensive line. And they're like, oh, this is some big statements. But And then he followed up by saying, but now we need to draft sexy positions. We need to draft wide receiver. We need to draft tight end. And just Sorry, we need to add wide receiver, add tight ends, add running backs. That was kind of the GM's view. And this is before they traded their best wide receiver. And they just have an off-season here where whatever picks they do have in the draft, they're going weapons. Whatever they do in free agency are just going to be weapons and just kind of throw it all out. Because for me, if I look at the list of t- players, even though I like... Terrence Marshall Jr. It's probably one of the worst groups in the league on paper today as we look at it. It has to be one of the worst groups. I haven't got everyone's depth chart in front of me with pending like unrestricted free agents, but yeah, it has to be one of the worst. They have the 40th pick in the draft currently. So, uh, come on, they're not going to move back down from one, are they? So it's hard to see are they going to accumulate any other picks. So really, your highest pick is going to be pick 40. And yeah, you get a wide receiver there. Don't you? Maybe Josh Downs or something like that. You could get maybe a pick 40. But, yeah, yeah it feels like it's going to be a tough season. I wonder <laughs> if we could see kind of um, a lot of random free agent signings. I mean, we're going to do a little thing uh, later about uh, free agents, aren't we? And the Panthers are actually on my list of one signing. But Nice. Yes. Yeah, I do wonder if they're going to do that thing where they dub, like overpay some veteran, not like a massive deal, but like some veteran who should get four million, and the Panthers give him eight point five, <laughs> just because yeah. they need to keep a name in there. And again, for me, the tight end market in um, sorry, in the draft class is incredible this year. So I think they should pick a tight end in one of their first two picks for sure, because it's such a deep, such a deep class. Um, yeah, and we'll see. There's loads of running backs available this year. It's quite a good year for running backs because I don't think you have to pay them much, will you? Because Saquon and Josh Jacobs getting tagged kind of took the biggest ones out of the pile. So I think as long as you don't sign Miles Sanders, you're probably going to be able to spend quite a little amount and get quite a big upgrade because obviously they lost Christian McCaffrey last year. And I know that um, Foreman was pretty good, but 
he's not a great running back, do you know what I mean? So I think they can probably add there quite cheap. Um, but yeah, I thought it was quite brave of him to basically stay that every other position group is sorted, like we're great in every other position group. And I was looking at the list being like, oh, are you great? <laughs> You've got a few great players, to be fair. But I was trying to read the offensive line being like, yeah, I'm still not quite sure that offensive line would be classed as one of the best in the league. But the GM's, uh, the GM's confident, so we'll see. But yeah, it was a fun trade. I just got off the plane and saw it as well. So I had like 100 notifications on my phone, which was uh, <laughs> which is quite funny. Um, let's move off. Trades then and talk about some extensions. So I want to start with um, Deron Payne from Washington. He was franchise tagged. I think the tag was something like, I think it was 19.6 million. The original tag was. So that's quite a big cap hit for this year. Um, they were actually spending 44 million on cap hit, not just cash, on their two defensive tackles. So they've done a deal to kind of lower this year's hit, but give them a massive extension. So we got four years for 90 million, uh, 90 million dollars, 60 million guaranteed. The details for this one are actually out, and it looks like basically the fourth year is kind of going to be like, if they don't want him, he's easy to be able to go because he's not got much guaranteed money. Um, he's a very, very good player. But yeah, I'm still confused by this. I said it in the franchise tag, solo pod, mate, that I thought it was weird for them to add another massive contract on the defensive line when they've got two cheap edge rushers who need to get paid. Obviously, they've got this, what, the fifth highest paid defensive tackle already next to him uh, in Allen. Uh, they've got two good backups they drafted in the third and fifth round last year um, who played defensive edge and defensive tackle. So I thought that tag and trade was, made the most sense because they're just not a very good team. But clearly, Ron Rivera thinks they are a very good team. He's obviously a defensive first guy and they paid him. Uh, obviously, first of all, it's great for him because he's, I think, the third highest paid DT in the league now. Um, but I thought it's a bit of an odd one from Washington. I don't know what this means for Chase Young. Maybe they don't believe that Chase Young is ever going to be that guy. But it's a lot of money for for a couple of players on your defensive line. You took the the words right out of my mouth that this is a coaching staff that thinks <laughs> they are going to win. Yeah, isn't it? They think they can win with the guys they've already got. They have got some good pieces. You look around that, but this is how you stay picking. 16th in the draft which is what they're doing this year and I mean have they got anybody at quarterback maybe they, I mean like you said Rivera's defensive first guy maybe he doesn't think that the revolution of what's happened in the NFL in the past five years is going to is going to continue and defense wins championships and running the ball in January wins you the Super Bowl <laughs> do you know what I mean it's just like yeah. imagine him sat there saying that so it, for me, it's very strange. I mean, they've spent so much draft capital on the line, which we've spoke about, haven't we? I mean, everybody on that defensive line is a first-round pick. Yeah, true. It's crazy, <laughs> and, isn't it? And then Jamin Davis just behind them, also a first-round pick. So it's kind of... They definitely can't believe in Chase Young, can they? Because they can't be paying Chase yeah. as well when he's due. And obviously, what issues he's having off the field. For me, it's it's really strange. So... Yeah, I think the only way it works, and it's harsh for them to say it, he's probably sat there kind of, because if you look at his contracts as well now, it makes his contract a little bit rubbish. If you look at the guarantees for Allen, the other defensive tackle, yeah. I do wonder if their plan is, because he's a bit old, he's like, I think he's one year older, or two years older maybe, um, and in my opinion, probably not as good as Payne. I wonder if their plan is, look, we've got this great line for this year, Chase Young would have to get paid the year after, so that off-season will trade the other defensive tackle, um, which is fine, but... It's just weird because Payne had a career year. You're paying for like his best production ever. Is he going to do that again this year? We don't know. But it felt like this was the year they could have got the most amount of picks for for him. Some team would have traded like a second and a, and a couple of fourths for 
for pain, I think, at worst. But yeah, you're right. I think they do think they're winning. They probably do think defence wins championships. They've just got Eric Bieniemy in, who I know everyone loves for the Chiefs, but we'll see what the offence looks like. I think he will run more than the Chiefs run. Um, so I do wonder if they'll be a bit of a run-heavy defence team. And it's just like, oh, God, is that going to score enough points against Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts to win the division this year? The answer's probably no, isn't it, I'm afraid. That's the, that's the problem for them. And I also saw last week uh, about the, the, them they were saying, oh, well, Sam Howell, you know, he's not confirmed as a starter. So, I mean, what on earth are you doing at quarterback as well? So it, <laughs> Stafford. Well, yeah, let's yeah. see what happens there. Yeah, I, I feel sad the enemy had to take a job there, but <laughs> it's kind of all you had to do. But I do I do wonder how it's going to look. The thing is, as well, they've got good weapons as well. They've got good wide receivers, good running backs, good tight end. But, yeah, the offensive line, they're all free agents this year. Every single one, except for one of their starters last year, is a free agent. Uh, and they're not in any of the free agency lists that you listen to. If you listen to any podcast, they're like, oh, let's talk about offensive line. They never bring up the ones that play for Washington. So it's not like they're very good anyway. Yeah. Um, and then the guy behind them is probably going to be Sam Howell. So, yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of QB draws from Sam Howell. A lot of four-yard QB draws where he gets absolutely smashed in the hole, probably. But um, we shall see. Um, next one, then, also linking to DTs. Obviously, Quinn and Williams, uh, one of many defensive tackles that are expecting this extension. You've got him, you've got Chris Jones. To be honest, you've got probably three of the strongest players in free agency. Uh, sorry, two of them have played defensive tackle, so they'll want a lot of money. But his brother, uh, Quincy Williams for the Jets, signed a three-year, $18 million extension. Not a big deal at all, but I kind of wanted to mention this one just because I think it is going to lead in. Uh, people don't want to read too much into stuff because obviously his contract is his contract. But I do feel like this it does show good signs for, for the Jets re-signing his brother, Quinton Williams, as well. Um, and I think Quincy was good last year. The first two years of this deal are basically guaranteed. Uh, he's not a very high draft pick, so this is probably the biggest contract he's ever going to get. So it's good for him. I thought he played really, really well last year. and I, He was a linebacker that I thought that some of the contenders might might sign. But for me, this kind of signals good things, mate, for, for his brother probably staying in New York as well. Yeah, for sure. I know he's obviously the kind of most important piece, you'd probably say, on that defence at the moment. So, yeah, they just got Chuck Clark as well, didn't they, from um, Baltimore. So, I mean, I'm paying... Yeah, seventh rounder. Yeah, I know. Yeah, seventh round. Wow. My mate who's a Ravens fan was fuming with that. And I, I don't really know enough about the situation, but I knew that this is his last year. Um, but I think that's a great pick. Their safety duo tandems are quite good now because they've got Jordan Whitehead as well, haven't they? So I think their defence, it's probably, I wouldn't say it's done. They probably should draft another, like a slot corner. But um, yeah, their defence is a really, really good unit. It might be like the strongest defence now, probably maybe in that, I don't know, I can't say that in that division after they've just traded for Jalen Ramsey. Um, one of the strongest in the division, I'd say now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, on paper, it's great, isn't it? So you, the secondary is, um, I think, really good now. Obviously, you've got Whitehead and Clark together as safety. So mm. exciting times for the Jets. Just can they do one more move? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also do think they're probably going to pay Quinn and Williams a massive deal. Uh, Deron Payne deal is big, isn't it? Four years, 90 for a DT. But I think Quinn and Williams goes way, way above that. I'm thinking more like, he's going to get more per year for sure. Uh, more than 22 and a half per year but he's also for me I think he's going to get a fifth year and I think it's going to go well well past 110 120 million for sure I, I just think he's going to be the second most paid a lot of people think Chris Jones will which I understand because he had a great year but when you look how young Quinn Williams is I think that we could see the biggest defensive tackle not named Aaron Rodgers contract wise happen in the next week or two but we shall see. Um, other one there, Matt Milano, two-year extension in Buffalo. The full numbers aren't out, but the rumours were, it was kind of announced, 40 million-ish per year. I'm not sure how much that is guaranteed, but he was due to be a free agent. Um, they got loads of free agents this year as well, so the defence is going to probably look quite different. So I think they wanted to tie down their man. 
I think for me, his time's been overrated, but I think last year he was absolutely incredible and he was their best defender by far. So I think this is probably a good deal for Buffalo, but probably signals they're going to have to let a couple of other guys walk um, as free agency starts later on today. Yeah, for sure. I think me and you were kind of something on the same boat uh, if we spoke a year ago about Matt Milano. But uh, yeah, he was he was incredible last season, wasn't he? So he's a bit of a heart and soul as well, away from kind of uh, the scheme of that, of that team. Even yeah, maybe, just as just as much as Josh Allen, to be fair, I think Milano is identified with the fans mm. in Buffalo for sure. Yeah, definitely, and obviously Puyo as well as a free agent. It looks like he's probably going to go. So um, he's he's been there a long time. So they need someone else to be that the voice of the defense, which is which is probably him. Um, cool. That's the only kind of signs I want to talk about. Like at the moment, you can only sign people that are either cut by other teams or your own free agents. So it's not really. Many other big deals. Um, your boy Brandon Graham's back to the Eagles, which I'm sure as a fan you love. Um, but aside from that, there's probably no other big names, I guess, is there? Brandon Graham is quite a big name. I think he only got six million to stay with Philadelphia. But he just said it wasn't about money, it's just about being in Philly, which I thought was quite a nice gesture for, for someone who's helped them to get to a Super Bowl. Yeah, for sure. It's not always nice to give it another go around. It's just for the, re- the rest of it. Let's see what happens this week before we. Uh... With the Eagles, it's could be quite a tricky. Some good pieces going out of there on the market. Gardner Johnson's is the big one in the fan base that I think is um, going to cause some tears. <laughs> do you think he's going? Do you? I, I personally, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, my, my there's a guy at work who's a Saints fan, and he, he said similar that he thinks that he's going to go and. Um, He's going to leave two fan bases scarred because everyone seems to love him when they when he plays for that He's just a bit of a, he's a bit of a nut job, isn't he? Basically, and he's a very 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 good player, isn't he as well? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, yes. Nice, cool. That's the free So I wanted to move over to the QB carousel. Um, I was going to leave him last, but we've kind of already touched on him twice. So I thought, why not? Why not ask you about Rogers? Um, we had a rule we didn't want to talk about him all summer, so we have to do thirty seconds on Rogers. That's like the podcast rule until he gets traded. There's no big chats. <laughs> so my first one is, is he going to be traded to the Jets? And if so, why is he going to wait till five minutes before free agency starts just so everyone talks about him for the whole day? <laughs> oh, I, I mean, at, at last it's sort of getting to the really, really interesting stage. I mean, have you seen the his little interview with Brandon Marshall? I have, yeah. A golf course, isn't it? Or yeah, that makes it even more interesting. Maybe I'm going to tell you this now. If you're a Jets fan and he does not get traded to New York, you'll be <laughs> absolutely wounded because... Every sign seems to be pointing to that. You know me, I don't look at the betting odds, so I don't kind of know what that's saying. But in the meantime, yeah, heavy favourite is the Jets. Yeah, yeah everything <laughs> points towards New York. But the, there's like they were saying, oh, they've got the framework. He spoke to the owners. But then the last like, line in anything is, but we're just waiting for Rogers to say, yeah, I'll go to New York. And that's the worst <laughs> bit. That's the bit that you need to sort first. Because no, it's so funny. I can't remember who tweeted it yesterday. It was three tweets in like a thread. Yeah. All, all this about all this deal. It might have been Rappaport, I can't remember. And then the third one at the bottom was like, but both sides wait for Rogers to make a decision. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. I was almost just like, I could, I could, we'll talk about him in a minute, but I was like, with Derek Carr wise, I was like, I could literally see why he was like, right, I'm not hanging on. I, I think I'd make more money if I signed today and the Jets are just pushing me around. It's not their fault, but, but it's, it's what, what more does he need to know about the jet, I understand if, he's, if his decision is like I might retire, 
well, or maybe there's another team interested. But we've not heard any of that talk, especially the other teams being interested. It does feel like it's Rogers only. Um, the Packers are doing their best to force him out. I don't know if you saw the, <laughs> the GM, basically, or the president, sorry, basically being like, yeah, like he basically said he's done. <laughs> Green Bay. So he's not, he's not wanted. So like, surely you are just going to New York now. Like the Packers don't want you. Allegedly, they're not going to play you if you stay. So is it just retirement or the Jets? Or do you think he's hanging on for free agency to see what other teams do? I'm not sure. But yeah, my, my view on him as a person is the same. I think he's going to sign today or Wednesday, um, like five minutes before the key free agents start date. So either today when they will get announced or Wednesday when they're all official, he'll get traded then just because he wants to be the talk. That's my view on him, but it's probably slightly cynical. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it's got to be this week. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's going on. Quite How do you know what money to spend in free agency if you're the Jets with <laughs> this deal just sat there just waiting yeah, to be done? Exactly. You don't do. Yeah, yeah. And then and then after that, of course, if you wait another three weeks for Rogers and he says, mm, "Do you know what? I'm going to retire and probably just come back next season." It's like, what the, what on earth do you do then at quarterback? And just yeah, so a lot hinges on Aaron's uh, Aaron's woke up or how he's going to wake up this morning. I'm sure it's about three a.m. In uh, the West Coast at the moment, so he might be doing some sort of twenty-four hour med- <laughs> meditation vibe. So I wouldn't, ru- I wouldn't rule it out that uh, yeah, true. The, the, he's, sure. he's not awake as we as we speak. Um, let's go on to the other QB then that was linked to the Jets. That obviously, did did sign his time for the Saints. Um, Derek Carr, he did visit them before he left uh, Vegas. A lot was made of that. That like, oh, the Saints are idiots, they're going to trade for him. And I was like, no, I just think they're just using a bit of time to get him in before anyone else can get him in, just pretend they're going to trade for him. And then it was really just to start that relationship. And obviously, that did work. He is a Saint. Um, This is probably one of the most Saints moves of all time, a team that never, ever, ever wants to actually (laughs) rebuild. Um, He left the building with a four-year, $150 million contract. Uh, Obviously, it's not all guaranteed. It's more like a to be honest, it's more like a three-year deal. People think it's a two-year deal, but they'd have a lot of dead cap in year three. And this is a team that always have dead cap already because they just move money around. So, yes, two or three-year deal. What are your thoughts on on Cargo and to the Saints? And does it change your opinion on them for this season or, or not? Because Dalton probably wasn't the problem last year, I would say. Yeah, he wasn't. I mean, Andy Dalton's probably the least sexiest quarterback that you can have in the league in 2023. But you know what? You look at his numbers and I think won games as well, if you want to just go by that. But I think it's... I was happy for Derek Carr that he got in there early and he didn't hinge himself on what Rodgers was going to do. So happy for that. You'll look at the weapons he's got. There's, there's something to see there. I don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, you've got Landry, you've got Michael Thomas, if he's ever going to play football again. But you've got Olave <laughs> as your number one and Shahid behind him flashed at points. I think there's enough there for... Yeah. I mean, the, the division is awful. The division <laughs> is truly awful. We have no idea what the Bucs are going to do at quarterback. Probably going to be CJ Stroud for the Panthers. I mean, the Falcons, are they going with Ridder? I oh, mean, the Falcons, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. It's a ridiculous decision, uh, division. So, you know, you got, like you said, they're not rebuilding. They're just kind of plugging in the game, maybe with kind of the best free agent you can get, ignoring kind of Rogers' status and availability. So mm-hmm. I understand it. Maybe you can win a division. I don't think you can win a playoff game with Derek Carr. So I don't know what that signifies and even means is winning the division good enough you know it's it's hard to say isn't it because I don't think you can go deep in the playoffs with Derek Carr at all 
No, yeah, I agree. Yeah, they're very all in. They feel they feel very all in all the time. As a Saints fan at the full ten yards network, he was really happy with this, and I'm just like, mm. I think the modern day football is very much like, is this going to help this quarterback help you get over a Super Bowl? Whereas I think 15 years ago, it was like, is your quarterback good? Like, and then if everything else is good, you can run the ball and you can have defense. So I think now people just know that you have to have an elite QB, and obviously Derek Carr for me is probably somewhere between ninth and 15th in the league depending on who you ask and what the season is I think last year was arguably his worst year for a long time he wasn't very good last year at all in that new system um, but yeah the Saints just do Saints things don't they <laughs> they, uh, they tend to uh, to go after people they tend to extend contracts when they shouldn't and yeah they push money around all I'll say is I was reading a good article that said this would be the best defence he's ever played in he's never had a defence above 20th in the league in his time in the Raiders ever and the Saints have never had a defense in the last 10 years that isn't in the top 10 of the league. Uh, and this is probably the best offensive line he's ever played in front of as well now. And I probably agree with that as well. So I think for him, everything's set there for him to have a really good season. But I just don't think his really good season leads to you to you winning in the playoffs. However, the NFC is pretty weak. So <laughs> if they got like a, a Giants-esque draw last year, there's a chance they could win one game. But yeah, there's no way they'd get to a, a title game with, with, uh, with Derek Carr. Um, speaking of the South, then just quickly, uh, rumours came out yesterday. Apparently, the Bucks are pursuing Baker Mayfield. So yeah, that, that's just a rumour. <laughs> but he might have gotten himself another starting job. For me, that means they might also take a QB in round two. I don't think there'll be anyone there in round one, obviously, at that point that you should take. Um, but yeah, any thoughts on, on Mayfield to the Bucks? I know it obviously hasn't actually happened yet, but do you feel that is a fit or... Do you reckon that's just going to be all smoke? I did not expect to see Baker Mayfield in conversation for a starting job. <laughs> uh, I know. Yeah, I didn't, to be honest. So that was, yeah, as far as you do that, and then you go QB in round two feels strange move for the Bucks, but Hendon you know, Hooker. If you, if you, yeah, Hendon Hooker. You know that 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 should, that's going to be your guy there, isn't it? Really. So you you'd imagine you'd be able to get him there, but. Apart from that, I mean, you ignore the Brady era. They've had some strange times, haven't they? Apart from that, you have to kind of take that away and then look around what they've done. Obviously, they had Winston and that kind of that didn't work, did it? Even though he was kind of our number one overall pick. So, yeah, it's a strange decision if they go Baker and round two. It's not something I was expecting. But... No. Yeah, it's weird. It came from um, one of the insiders as well. Like, I think it was. Tom Pellicero, you know, one of the good ones, not like some random, not, no offence, but someone who like works at the local paper at the Bucks, putting it out that they like Mayfield. It's a bit more like, no, the two sides are probably going to discuss as soon as free agency opens. And I'm like, mm, okay. That also means you've probably been discussing before free agency, which is legal, but <laughs> fair enough. Uh, but yeah, Mayfield to the Bucks seems like a rumour that might happen. Um, the other QBs I spoke about on my solo pod, so Gino's deal, Daniel Jones's deal, Lamar Jackson's situation. Um, did you want 30 seconds on, on any of them? Obviously, I, I know you're much, much bigger Lamar fan than most people I know, and it's disappointing to see what Baltimore are doing to him. But where do you think that one maybe ends up? Who knows? It feels like he's going to play for Baltimore eventually. Do you not think? Or even... On the tag, you think, though, or extension? No, on the tag, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think that's probably going to happen. He feels that, or it feels like he could possibly sit out. But I, I'm not sure. It's yeah, it's a strange situation, and it's been incredibly public. I didn't really like all the reports from the insiders coming out about all the teams that, oh, that we're not interested in the uh, Lamar Jackson deal. That was really strange. 
Yeah, that feels like collusion at its finest, doesn't it? Yeah, that was really strange to be honest. What are the Falcons doing there, or the Lions? Like, you don't even need to go... Because the problem is as well, I know the trade hasn't happened at that point, but QBs are going to go 1-2 now. The worst case, they're going to go one two four, aren't they? And I think... Sorry, best case, one two four. Worst case, they'll probably go one two three four. So, if you're the Lions, but mainly the Falcons and the Raiders, I'm just there like... Lamar Jackson for two first-round picks is an absolute steal. Yes, you have to give him a massive contract, but what the hell else are you going to do? <laughs> do you know what I mean? What, what on earth have Atlanta been doing for you yeah. know, since the I don't, I do not understand them. But they're the one for me where I was like... Because he, he's from Georgia, isn't he, as well? So I was... Uh, oh, no, he might be from Miami, actually. Um, I, they were the ones I was confused about. Them and the Dolphins. I, almost if I was them, I'd rather do the Jackson trade than I would do the Ramsey trade. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's the same money in year one. Like, the same... like. Financially, they'd be able to afford it in year one. I understand that Ramsey's then only 20 million, whereas the Mar Jackson would be like another 150 million plus. But yeah, Atlanta, Miami for me, I was surprised at. And then Atlanta, I was like, I just do not know what you're doing. And then obviously, reports came straight out. Oh, they believe in Ridder. And obviously, I do like Ridder. I liked him last year, but nothing I saw last year means that you shouldn't move up for a QB or pick Lamar Jackson. I thought that was strange. Yeah, it's. Be interesting to see what happens with him. I feel like it's going to be either you play on the tag or he doesn't play this season. So it, I've been, I've been now, be very surprised if he if he moves on to another team this summer. Yeah, I agree. I did see someone mention one of the options is to do a tag, but the, the Ravens can kind of because they only signed him to the cheaper tag, didn't they? Thirty-two million. The Ravens can kind of if they want him to play and he refuses to play. They can kind of sweeten the deal, and they can make that like a one-year, forty-two million dollar deal quite easily. And like he'll still be on the tag, but they just give him like an incentive, or they just agree, look, sign a one-year deal, but it can't be tagged next year. However, they want to do it. But um, yeah, there is a way they can just add a few extra bonuses in to make it affordable and keep him on the tag. But yeah, we shall see. Um, right on to free agency. Free agency officially starts on Wednesday, but anyone who knows the NFL <laughs> knows that when the legal tampering period starts, which is five o'clock today our time. All the deals are going to get announced before Wednesday. <laughs> me and you did a pod, didn't we, last year? We, we previewed it all. Um, we put the podcast out on the Friday. Uh, and then I think by f- Monday, maybe 7 o'clock at night, three of our top five free agents had actually signed like to like where we thought they were going to go. So we had a bit of a result with it, with it last year. This year, I think free agency is a little bit worse, so it's more difficult to, to get a grip on things. But we're going to do some free agency fits, so three players each that we like, what sort of deals we think they'll get in terms of like, one-year deal, five-year massive deal, whatever it could be, and then pick a team that we think might like them. So um, we spoke about the South a lot, mate. <laughs> so why not just keep the trend going and tell me the uh, the Panthers one that you had? Yeah, I'm going to go because you did say, Al, and it is obviously a really, really strong tight end class, but I'm going to go tight end in free agency because I think this is how Carolina is going to work at the moment, having moved up. So I'm going to go Dalton Schultz. Oh, I like it. Yeah, to the Panthers. I feel like that makes a lot of sense. But I think he'd get a good deal there yeah. as well. A good long-term deal for him. He obviously is an interesting player. I was surprised that Dallas are happy to kind of let him walk with the way that they do deals on keeping their players. But, yeah, I think that would be a good safety net for a number one QB, it'd probably be their best weapon, wouldn't he? Unless they had something surprising during <laughs> yeah, free agency. He's definitely their best weapon if he signed today. Yeah, <laughs> no, today, yeah. There's no doubt about that. No, I like that because he's, he's he's a bit different, isn't he, to some of the, tight, uh, sort of the top tight ends, that he is a bit more of a blocker, isn't he? Like, he is next to Gasicki on the list that I'm looking at in terms of 
tight end free agents. Um, and one of them blocks and one of them doesn't. Do you know what I mean? I think Carolina, Frank Reich, they, they, they are going to run the ball. They're going to do a lot of play action. Um, so, yeah, I think that's probably a really, really good fit. I think it'd be sad for the Cowboys to lose him. He's very good, isn't he, with um, Dak Prescott. He scores a lot of touchdowns. I think you'll, you'll know this from being in the division, but it's like every division game I watch, Dalton Schultz catching a, t- a touchdown in the seam from uh, from Dak Prescott. So I think that'd be a big loss. I think it'd probably be the biggest paid tight end this year, would you not say? Because I just think yeah, this no, was such a bad year last year and basically <laughs> the Dolphins coach staff saying, look, this guy can't block. <laughs> like They basically said they can't block, we can't play him. So he played like slot wide receiver only. For me, I think Dalton Schultz probably gets the most money. Uh, he might even get more money than Evan Ingram who signed that franchise tag for, for 11 million, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Good age is not 26 years old. He's kind of like the, the, the youngest as well as kind of like the probably the best. So it's, yeah, Gasicki's going to be an interesting one. That'll be a very interesting market there for, for him. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like a big wide receiver, basically. <laughs> that's, a, that's what it is. Um, my first one then, this is a bit of an easy one. I'm going with a free agent quarterback. Spins, we just spoke about quarterbacks. Um, I don't know if he's the best quarterback available. I don't think he was, obviously, last year with how well Jacoby played, but I've gone for Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think Jimmy is going to be a Raider because uh, I just don't know where else he can go. Obviously, he has the connections with the GM there. The GM was in the pro personnel staff when he was drafted by New England. Obviously, Josh McDaniels was his OC. Um, if you believe Seth, I think it's Seth Partner. I can't remember now. The guy who writes all the, Seth Wickersham, who writes all the New England Patriots books. Um, when he wrote the Brady book, and obviously it came out that Brady basically convinced, like Robert Kraft was the one who said, no, we're trading Jimmy. I want to keep Tom. And Bill Belichick disagreed. Apparently, the OC, which was Josh McDaniels there, was very, very pro-Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, and now he's obviously the head coach. So I think, yeah, that's what they'll do. I think it'll be a one-year. They've got a very veteran-laden team. Um, they're in a little bit in win now. They, there's no way for me they can trade for... I guess they could trade to three. So we'll see. They'll either trade to three for me or they'll do this. Because otherwise, who the hell's going to play? Because everyone says Jared Stedham, but he's also a free agent. So you still have to... <laughs> Work a day out with him. So I think for me, Jimmy wants to be a starter. This is a perfect chance to start for one year. Maybe get a two-year deal. Just say, look, we're going to draft a quarterback next year. You know how that feels. You know how it is to sit in front of a rookie. Um, we'll give it to who the best guy is. Jimmy will feel confident because he beat out Trey Lance. He can beat out the next rookie. So I think Jimmy will sign a two-year deal um, with the Raiders. And I think it'll be a little bit of a Geno Smith type deal in terms of It'll be a bit more of a middling class. It won't be as high as Daniel Jones, but it probably won't be as low as what Jacoby Brissett and Baker Mayfield will sign for this season. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Any chance that the Raiders go Will Levis at seven? I think he gets to seven. Will Levis? Yeah. I don't know, to be honest. I mean, you've got Young, Stroud, Anderson, and then, I mean, mean, as as an Eagles fan, you know, keep... Keep them rolling, and then we sort of going to get a, a run at Gonzalez or Weatherspoon guaranteed. So, but yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. I think it could be Levis, which, but I think that only fits into my theory that I don't think Levis is a year one starter. So I think Jimmy would still, yeah, would still fit the mold. Um, but yeah, you're right. I think if the Cardinals trade out, which apparently they're looking to do, then we could see QB go one, two, three, four. And I think then, unless the Raiders trade up, that they're kind of gone. But um, yeah, true. Levis could sneak there if the Lions decide to stick at what are they? They're five or six, aren't they? And yeah, if they six decide, and Seahawks five. Yeah. Yeah, if they decide, oh, we don't want Levis, um, and he's the only one left, then they draft a corner and upset you or draft night. <laughs> um, then I think Jimmy could could be the man. So yeah, that was my uh, my first fit. Um, what about you? Who's your Who's your next one? 
I'm going to go, this is a sad one for me, but I'm going to go <laughs> a team that's got a lot of money to spend, Chicago Bears, for Javon Hargrave. Oh, okay. That would be a, a sad one for me, but they got money to spend and feels like, I mean, he was incredible last season. It feels like a Bears move, kind of supreme-like defensive tackle. So, yeah, then you've got a lot of picks in the draft to go around that, I, I would m- maybe expect someone else as well, maybe on free agency on that defensive line, maybe like a cheaper version, like a Marcus Davenport or something like that. But yeah, someone on the edge, basically. Yeah, someone on the edge as well. So yeah, Hargrave. I mean, I wouldn't like. I'd like it for 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 Hargrave. I think he gets a a big deal instead of kind of what, he, what he's out of the Eagles. I don't think the Eagles are going to pay the premium. For a Javon Hargrave, which is very sad, but you know, we'll remember the good times. <laughs> <laughs> he will. Um, yeah, he's not on my list, but I thought Yannick Ngokwe or Davenport, they're 28, 27. That when the season starts, that'll be how old they are. Um, that's a good enough age, I think, if you're the Bears. I do yeah. think if you sign like a 32 year old, I understand you're just trying to get some pass rush to help your team, and then means that maybe Fields doesn't have to be off the field so much and he can actually play and all that good stuff. But I still think there should be part of you that's like, we are going to s- treat this season as though Fields is the man. And then if he's not, we'll just use the picks to move up. That should be your mindset. I don't think they should pick like old one-year vets to be like, oh, we don't want to spend too much money. I think you should go for Ngokwe or or Davenport if you were them. Um, my next one is also a Bears pick, <laughs> um, which is no surprise. I've gone with a tackle though. Um, I was debating between Orlando Brown, who we haven't spoken about, but obviously is, is leaving Kansas City, um, or the guy I've gone with, which was I've gone with right tackle Mike McGlinchey. Um, 28, he played in a very similar scheme. I think the guy who is the um, offensive line coach for the Bears used to be a coach for the 49ers, so obviously he has that kind of history. He's a run-first tackle for sure, and I do think... With Fields, they're going to QB run it a lot. I do think they're still going to run it with the running backs a lot. I think that'll just be the way they play. Um, so I think they'll go for a nice, steady right tackle. He's 28. He's a good age. I don't think he'll be as expensive as Juwan Taylor. Um, and I also don't think he'll be as expensive maybe as Terrence Steele, who's actually a 26-year-old tackle that's going to, that could be a free agent from the Cowboys. So for me, I think they go McGlinchey. I was debating between Brown and McGlinchey, but I do think at pick nine, they could pick a left tackle there. There's going to be two available. So I think if you know at nine we're going to get one of the top two left tackles that have played left tackle in college, I think it makes sense to spend a lot of money on right tackle and free agency. So yeah, I've gone for Mike McGlinchey. Yeah, I think that I think that makes a lot of sense to be honest with you. I did, I don't think I did have a McGlinchey on a maybe, but I don't think the Bengals would stump up that much. But I know that they need a right tackle, and I did think about, yeah they're going to cut Lyle Collins, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, so. So, yeah, but you yeah. took him there. Yeah, I think McGlinch should get a good deal there. He was he was good at times, wasn't he, in San Francisco? He's still he's still 28 years old. So Yeah, yeah he was good at times, yeah. I think he's like league average, which I think is disappointing for where they drafted him. But when you yeah. sign him in free agency, you don't care about where he was drafted because you you're didn't spend the draft pick. Yeah, you're <laughs> so, yeah. Done, so. Nice. Um, by the way, on your Hargrave one, I've just forgot to mention, uh, I th- uh, it'll be a shorter deal, maybe two years. We'll see. Three. I think he might actually get more than Payne as well. I think he might get more than the uh, $22.5 million that, that Payne got. Because I think Hargrave's pass rushing numbers have been amazing, haven't they, for two years in a row now, which Payne's only really had 
had one year. So I think Hargrave could get a massive deal. I think it might be a short deal because he's 30, isn't he? But um, I think he could get a lot of money from someone who's desperate. <laughs> um, who's your next fit? I've got a choice of two here, two players from the same team. Go for both. We'll, we'll, we'll be quick. Yeah, all right. Let's go for both. So give me um, Jordan Poyer. Oh, I like it. And I think stay in the division with New England <laughs> is a big possibility because obviously they're going to need free safety as well with obviously McCourty going out. And also Tremaine Edwards. I think he gets a good deal, a really big oh, yeah. deal from someone. Massive deal, I think. I think he could get one of the biggest. He's only 25. Yeah, 25 years old, free agent. Yeah, he's... Who needs linebacker, though? A lot of teams probably need a linebacker, don't they? You need, you need someone with a lot of money, don't you? Houston. <laughs> sign the linebacker. Oh, yeah, Houston. That's a great shot. I almost locked that in now. That's coming at 5.05, that is. <laughs> yeah, a lot, of, a lot of money there. So I just think those two, and I mean, that makes the the division more interesting for me in the in the AFC East. But uh, for, for the Bills losing those two guys, so that'd be two huge losses on defense. But yeah, Edwards to Houston a lot more. I like it. Yeah, obviously you got D'Amico Ryan's in there now, but they've just got the money, and he feels at the right age for a big long-term deal. Yes. Yeah. So, and the Poyer yeah, thing's interesting because he was older than I thought he was, but you know, going over two-year deal on top of that maybe from the Patriots. Or something. I think his market will be good. Yeah, I think his injury history is pretty good as well compared to the other safety there. So, um, yeah, I think his market will be pretty good. There's loads of safeties. That's the only bad thing for him, isn't it? Like this year, yeah. safety heavy. He, he's not even, the. I'd argue, he's not even in the top two safeties with Gardner Johnson and Jesse Bates. So, um, but yeah, I think he'll get a good deal, especially from a team like that, New England. Um, speaking with the theme then, I've gone with New England as well. And I've gone with my boy, Orlando Brown Jr., I think. I think it's Bears, New England, or the Titans, weirdly. Um, and his dad was coached by Bill Belichick. Um, that story's randomly gone around the news a lot today, I don't know if you noticed, uh, sorry, yesterday, about his dad, his first ever suit, Bill Belichick bought Orlando Brown Jr.'s dad his first ever suit or something. And like they really, really randomly released that. It was like a story um, the night before free agency and said like how close he is to the family. And I was like, hmm. That sounds like there's some collusion there. So I'm going to go Orlando Brown Jr., massive deal. Obviously, New England love tackles, don't they? They've got Trent, big tackles. Trent Brown was a right tackle. They forced him to left tackle. Um, their current right tackle, as I, as I win, is a free agent. So for me, I think their plan is, right, let's just have the biggest two tackles on earth and go Orlando Brown, left tackle, Trent Brown, right tackle, and uh, we'll see some old school probably running the ball on some zone plays, <laughs> I would imagine, for, for them. Um, it was a tough one between him or Jawan Taylor, the right tackle, um, who I was going to pick. And I actually do think that there's a big chance that Jawan Taylor, yeah, if he doesn't go to the Bears as well, I do think there's a chance that the Chiefs or the Texans could sign him. I just think two teams that really, really need a right tackle. Um, so, yeah, I was choosing between those two. But, yeah, I think tackles are going to get paid when it comes today. I think straight off the board tonight, we'll see loads of tackles get paid. Yeah, I think so. And I think we've just improved the New England Patriots there on both sides of the ball. <laughs> we have. We have. Bill, send... Check in the post would be nice, please. So, um, <laughs> yeah. we'll Can say. they improve themselves at quarterback is another question. <laughs> but, uh, that's yeah, option. true. <laughs> that is the other option for the Raiders, by the way. A Matt Jones trade. Because um, the the uh, the head coach there does love some Matt Jones. Um, I would yeah. love to see what a, 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 a trade for Matt Jones looks like, to be honest with you, because I have absolutely no clue. Can't be a first, can it? 
Well, Sean, oh my God. I don't, well, I don't know, Carson Wentz got first. I know. It's crazy, two, isn't it? Maybe that, two that, twos, maybe? When the market has been set like that, that's kind of what you want, isn't it? You, if you're the pass and you get a first-round pick back from Mac Jones, you take it straight away, for sure. Yeah, it'd have to be next year's because there's no way you're giving up pick seven for Matt Jones. <laughs> sure, you'd have to do oh that'd be a disaster. If that happens, I'll be doing the I'll stop the draft, pause it, and just come on and do a rant on the, <laughs> on the podcast. We'll see. Um, but yeah, that is it for today's episode. Some free fits there. Um, again, five o'clock our time, you're going to see loads of them get announced. Most of them will probably be announced over the next two days and then they'll become official Wednesday. Um, we'll see what we want to do. I'm going to do a free agency roundup of probably day one and day two. Um, I'll text Patrick off the air to see if, uh, when, whenever we, see if he can join any of those. Um, but yeah, we'll try and do something like that. Um, obviously, at the end of the week, we'll have the Friday episode where we wrap up kind of the first week as a whole because most of the big deals will be done probably by Friday. Uh, and then also Thursday night, going to have the first draft podcast with Lee Wakefield, who used to be part of the Full 10 Yards Network. He's going to come on, like I said the other day, he's going to come on for, I think, a five-week series where he just comes on and talks about the draft because that's his... Uh, that's basically his job. So, yeah, we'll, we'll listen to someone smarter than us and tell us why Will Levis is also terrible. So that's hopefully the hopefully the plan. We'll see. And then he'll go number one in the draft. <laughs> <laughs> then he'll go number one in the draft. It'll be amazing. Um, but, yeah, that's it for today. Go follow us at GoFor2Pod. We'll try and tweet out quite quite a lot today when the, the, the news starts hitting. Go follow Patrick at NFL. Enjoy free agency, and we will speak to you all soon. Yeah, I'll speak to you soon, everyone.